This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 99. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Oh man, that's right. This is episode 99, which means that next week is episode 100, which I'm super stoked about. I'm so excited about this. We're going to be hitting the big one zero zero episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. I mean, this is incredible. By the way, my name is Brent. I'm the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And, you know, this is really a big deal for me coming up to episode 100 and going into our birthday month, actually in February, our birthday episode is 104. Uh, because, you know, I, I almost didn't start this podcast, you know, a couple years ago, you know, we had uh, the blog that had been going on for a long time was doing really successful and our YouTube channel that we had, you know, a long time ago, posted a bunch of play alongs on there and that became really popular. Uh, but, you know, Justin, the guy that does all the tech for Learn Jazz Standards and some planning and stuff, he said, man, you should start a podcast. And at first I was really like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I take the time, all the effort and the energy that's going to take. Uh, but he convinced me to do it. I, I tried it. And now we have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners listening to this show every single week. And I want to thank you for listening. And you made all of this possible. And I'm really glad that I did start this podcast and that it's gone 100 episodes strong. And I, I see it going strong for another 100 or another 200 or 300 episodes. I, I really love doing this. And it's it's uh, gotten so much value for so many people. So I'm really happy to serve you every single week. Okay, now, but let's talk a little bit about today's episode. I want to downplay this episode. I mean, next episode is going to be huge. I have a super special guest. Um, I actually have my jazz mentor joining me on the show, and I've already recorded this episode. I have to record these a couple weeks out, usually one to two weeks out, be impossible to do them all live. And I'm telling you, I, I say this all the time, but seriously, this time I really, really, really mean it. This is like one of my favorite episodes that I've ever come out with. I mean, I'm super excited I mean, my mentor just lays down. I'm not going to tell you who he is yet. I want you to listen next week, but he just lays it all down. And it's like, it's mind blowing. You're going to love this episode. So definitely you're going to have to be joining me for episode 100. But okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Let's talk about today's episode. All right. Today's episode, I am excited about this today's episode. It's also an episode I've never thought I would ever do. And today's episode is all about different scales that can play over the different kinds of seventh chords. Now, why would I never think about doing this episode? I thought I'd never do it. Uh, the reason is because I think scales in the wrong hands can be quite dangerous when it comes to being a jazz improviser. Okay, I, I you know, if you treat them as uh, actual tools solely to improvise, it can get you in a lot of trouble. But if you think of them more like pitch collections, as in uh, a collection of notes that map out which tones you can play over a given structure, like a chord or a chord progression, it can be helpful just to find which notes actually work or sound good. But if you use them as something like you play in order, you know, 
from C to C or something like that, then it's it's kind of missing the entire point. So I, I always hesitate to do a, an episode like this, but I think it's a really valuable episode to go over to, uh, you know, just just walk through these different kinds of chords, whether it's dominant seventh chord, major seventh chord, or major seven sharp 11, or a dominant seven flat 13, or a major minor seven chord, um, or a minor major seven chord, all these different kinds of chords, you know, what kind of scales can we play over this? So treat this episode today as uh, kind of like an encyclopedia or a guide. And I'm going to link, uh, you, I'm going to have all these scales actually notated out. Um, there's a, by giving you a link, if you go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 99, that's episode 99, that's the show notes for today. So if you are not uh, in front of a computer right now, if you're you know on your commute or whatever, then you can go back there later and check that out if you want to uh, get a little more visual on some of this stuff. And one more order of business I want to take care of before we get started today, and that is I'm, I'm really happy because a lot of you have submitted recordings for our episode 104, our birthday episode coming up. A couple weeks ago, I asked you, you know, uh, to submit your recordings of your jazz tips, your advice, and your stories. You know, this is your guys' podcast too, and I want to hear from you guys, and I think it'd be really special uh, to have you guys on the show for our birthday month. And a lot of you have responded to that. A lot of you have made submissions, and I'm super appreciative to everybody who has taken the time to do that. But, you know, if, if you still want to get in there, it's not too late. Go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record. Follow the instructions there and uh, submit your recording. You could be featured on the podcast next month. That'd be pretty cool. So again, that's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record. All right, without further ado, let's jump into today's show. All right, now we got a lot of scales, a lot of chords to go over, so I'm going to go straight through them. Again, this is kind of like your guide, your resource episode for all of this stuff. And remember to think of these more like pitch collections rather than exactly how you should improvise over top of these different chords. Now, if you're a beginner player and you're kind of starting out here, it's okay to actually think about them uh, individually this way and applying scales directly over top of chords. That's a okay place to start, to kind of help you get moving, to map out this stuff. But ultimately, just know that where you want to be as improvisers, you don't want to be thinking about scales individually over chords. For example, if we have a minor 2-5-1 in the key of concert C minor, so D minor 7 flat 5, G7 flat 9, and then C minor 7, we don't want to be thinking, you know, okay, Locrian over top of the D, and then Altered over top of the G, and then uh, Dorian over top of the C minor. You don't want to be thinking that way. That's an okay place to start, but ultimately that's going to kind of hold you back to think that way. This is more about mapping out all of those tones that you can use and, uh, you know, help fill in those blanks in between the chord tones, which the chord tones are really important. Okay, so I'm just going to be going through each one of these. I got my guitar out. I'm a guitarist, uh, but you know, it doesn't matter what instrument you play, right? This all applies. Um, so let's go over the first one, and that is the major seventh chord. Okay, major seventh chord sounds like this, right? Now, not just the major seventh chord is what we're going to be going over today. I also uh, want to be going over uh, the major ninth chord, right, and the major thirteenth chord. Right? All these different chords, you can play one very simple scale that everybody probably knows over top of this, and that is the C major scale. Okay, pretty easy, right? 
I mean, this is all in concert C, by the way. Um, if you are a B flat instrument or E flat inf- instrument, you just need to transpose a whole step up. Or if you're an E flat instrument, you would transpose uh, you would transpose as a minor third down. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're playing in the same key as me. I mean, you're still playing the same stuff, just in a different key. So this is a C major scale. Right, pretty simple. We know how to play that scale. Uh, you know, that's a basic scale everybody should know. Now, over top of any of these major chords, whether it be a major thirteenth, a major ninth, just a regular major seventh chord, you can play that scale. Ultimately, though, again, we want to make this musical. So I'm not thinking. You know, I'm not thinking that over top of my C major nine. I'm trying to create melodies off of that. I'm just using uh, different melodic ideas within that scale. I'm not thinking C major scale. I'm thinking what notes can I play to create melodies? So hopefully that's a little bit of an example for you of what I mean by pitch collections. All right, so just for context, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play this chord, and then on the piano, I'm going to have the C major scale being played. I'm going to play a C major 9 on the guitar, uh, just so we can hear what this sounds like in context. All right, that was an easy one. So the next chord quality type is minor seventh chords, right? Minor seventh chords. Now, uh, that could be a regular minor seventh chord. So that'd be root, flat three, five, flat seven, right? Or it could be a minor nine chord. Or it could be a minor 11 chord. Or it could even be uh, a minor 13th chord. So with that 13th extension up on top. So it could be any of those things. Now there's two different scales that are generally appropriate. There's lots of different scales you can play over these chords, but these are kind of the basic ones that I've been going over here today. So uh, the first one is just the regular natural minor scale. So remember, I'm playing this in concert C minor for demonstration purposes. So it's this. So it's root, two, flat three, four, five, flat six, flat seven, root, okay? Now, the other seal that you can play over top of this, and this is very commonly used in jazz, and that is the Dorian mode, okay? The Dorian mode. Now, if you don't understand what modes are, uh, they're all based off of a parent major scale, and you can just think of them as each mode starts on a different scale tone of the major scale and ends on it. So in the case of Dorian, it's essentially a major scale, but it's starting on the second tone of the major scale and ending on the second tone. So uh, in the case of D Dorian, we're going to go to D Dorian because we're going to base this off of the C major scale. D is the second tone of the C major scale. So essentially we're starting and ending the C major scale on D. So it sounds like this. Okay, you hear that? So it's just the C major scale starting on D. Uh, and so that's that's commonly 
used in modal harmony, in all kinds of jazz improvisation, you know, kind of relating that minor seventh chord back to uh, its parent major tonal center. Okay, so let's go and do this with a piano. So first, uh, here is a C minor nine with uh, a natural, well, I'm just going to go C minor seventh with a natural minor scale. Okay, now let's do uh, Dorian. So I'm going to go D minor 9. Now we also come from come up with from time to time uh, minor 6 chords, which means that the 7th of the chord is being replaced with the 6th. So, uh, for example, a C minor 6 chord... There's lots of different voices on the guitar to play. Uh, but a C minor 6 chord, what do you play over top of that? Well, the first option is you can play Dorian over top of that. So that actually fits really quite well. Um, the other one that you can play is the melodic minor scale. Okay, the melodic minor scale sounds like this. Okay. So basically it's root, second, Flat three, four, five, major sixth, major seventh, back to the root again, okay? Okay, so I'm going to quickly uh, play that with the piano. So here is a C minor six. All right, so whether you want to play Dorian, whether you want to play melodic minor, they're just different ways to conceptualize the sounds or, you know, focus on certain tones rather than other ones, right? We have the major seven uh, that's really coming out in that melodic minor scale and that major six that's really coming out, you know, so like they're all focusing on these sounds that are within the chord, but they just have different approaches, different ways to look at them. And that's kind of what I think chord scale theory, the value that it actually has. It can help us conceptualize things differently. Okay, let's move on to the uh, the next here. And we're talking about dominant seventh chord. So I'm talking about just a regular, you know, dominant seventh chord or a dominant nine chord or even a dominant thirteenth chord. Okay, no alterations yet, just regular dominant seventh chords with basic extensions on top, like the ninth, the thirteenth. We can even add the sus in there, so like a dominant seven sus. We actually have a whole entire episode in which I talk about how to improvise over those sus chords. There's actually a lot of theory uh, behind that. Uh, I'll actually have the, the that uh, episode linked up in the show notes today if you want to go check that out. But the basic scale I just want to cover without complicating things, making things too difficult. And I've, I've actually talked about this, this scale before in the show, and that's the Mixolydian scale or the Mixolydian mode. Now, same concept as the Dorian. Uh, the Mixolydian starts on the fifth tone of its parent major scale. So again, you can think of, uh, well, in this case, let's let's stick to the key of concert C. So I'm thinking, what is the fifth tone of the C major scale? That's G, okay? So if I have a G7 chord, I'm basically thinking C major, the C major scale, but I'm starting on G and ending on G. So it sounds like this. So that's one, two, major three, four, five, six, 
flat seven, that's the keynote there, flat seven, root. Okay, I can play that over top of a, a G7 chord. Again, whatever key you want to play that in. Same thing, add the 13th, add the 9th to there, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can play that Mixolydian scale over top of that. Okay, so here it is with a piano. So the next chord quality is half diminished, also known as the minor seven flat five chord. Now this is one of those chords a lot of people are like, what, what do I do over top of this chord? I have no idea. Well, this is a, a good way to conceptualize this chord. So we're gonna kind of stick to the key center of concert C. So this is a B minor seven flat five chord. Okay. All right, so it's that kind of a sound. Uh, that chord is basically root, flat three, flat five, flat seven. That's the formula for that chord there. Um, okay, so what can you play over top of this? Now, the most basic one is to stick with the mode, keep it simple, and that's the Locrian mode. Now, that's the seventh mode of the major scale, which essentially means that you're starting and ending on the seventh tone of the parent scale. Again, if we are talking about the B minor seven flat five, B natural is the seventh of the C major scale. So we're still relating to the C major scale here. So you're essentially starting on the B. And ending on the B. Okay, pretty simple actually. I mean, it's kind of, if you think about it, you're just starting one note, you know, the, the half step below the C and continuing the C major scale. Those notes perfectly, perfectly fit this chord. Now, the other thing that you can do is you can do the Locrian sharp two. Sometimes people will do that. And that's pretty simple. You just sharp the two. So instead of a, a C natural, you go to C sharp. So instead of B, C, you go B, C sharp. So it sounds like this. Okay, sounds are still in there. Again, I, I suggest the local, the Locrian is the easiest way to think about that, that major scale starting on the seventh tone. So here it is with a piano. So the last basic chord quality is the diminished seventh chord, okay? So it's root, flat three, flat five, double flat seven, okay? That was what, that's what makes up a diminished seventh chord. And it sounds like this. This is a concert C diminished seventh chord. By the way, you can move that up in minor thirds. can't reach up that high. Yeah, you can move that up in minor thirds. It's, all, it's a symmetrical chord. It's a symmetrical scale. And the scale, the basic scale that goes along with that is what we call the whole half diminished scale. So essentially, it's just alternating whole steps and half steps. So it sounds like this. Okay, so it's whole step, half step, whole step, half step, whole step, half step, whole step, half step. And that's what makes up uh, a diminished, a whole half diminished scale. There is a half whole diminished scale, but I want to focus just on, on the whole half diminished scale. Uh, so again, a lot of people like use like chord tones, you know, just the chord tones. 
you know, stuff like that when they're thinking about the diminished seventh chord. But, you know, that scale kind of fills in all those extra spaces. It's a great little uh, map for you of all those notes. So here's what it sounds like with the piano. Okay, so now let's move on to chords that have alterations in them. Uh, or just chords that have extra chord tones in them that are outside of the regular basic qualities, chord qualities. So um, the first one I just want to go over really quickly, just graze over this one, is the minor major seventh chord, okay? So essentially it's a minor chord, but it has a major seventh, and it sounds like this. You find this in, like, Miles Davis's Solar. You know that song? So that's that first chord. It's a concert C minor major seventh chord. So what could you play over top of that? You could play the melodic, the C melodic minor scale. In fact, that's like the ultimate, you know, chord scale relationship. There, it's literally a minor scale with a major with with the with a major seventh in it, right? So it makes completely sense to play it over that chord. And the next one I want to go over is. The C major seven sharp eleven, or the C major seven, or the C major seven flat five. You know, either one of those works, um, and it sounds like this or that. Okay, all these different sounds. You probably heard that before. Now, what do you play over top of that? Back in episode 67, we had an episode about pentatonic scales, and so you can play a pentatonic scale, a half, a minor pentatonic scale, a half step down from that, but go check out that episode if uh, you want to learn more about that. But the most basic scale to use is the Lydian mode, okay, the Lydian mode. So, for example, we're going to, again, stick with the key center of C. Uh, the Lydian mode is the fourth uh, the fourth tone of a parent scale, like starting the scale and ending the scale in the fourth tone of the parent scale. So if we're in concert C major, what would that be? That would be F Lydian. So we're starting on F, ending on F. So for this case, for this example, we're going to use uh, an F major 7 flat 5. Or F major 7 sharp 11, okay? And so Lydian sounds like this. So essentially, root, second, third, flat five, five, six, seven, back to the one. That's just the basic scale formula for that. Okay, let me go ahead and play this chord uh, with the piano. Okay, so it's that flat five in the scale that really brings out those sounds, right? That's really important. Now, what if we have uh, a C major seven sharp five chord? Okay, C major seven sharp five. So uh, F major seven sharp five. Or here's another voicing, maybe a little bit more accessible here. Okay, that's what that sounds like. Now, it's not as common of a chord that you see, but you should still know how to, to approach it scale-wise. And essentially, it's called a Lydian augmented scale or a Lydian sharp five scale. It's the same as the Lydian, except for you're adding the sharp five. So like this. That's sharp five. Okay, so this is the Lydian. This is the Lydian augmented. 
Okay, here's what it sounds like. Okay, now as far as minor seventh chords go, there aren't really uh, any alterations that are really traditionally applied to them. Again, we went over the minor major seventh chord, and you could consider that an alteration, but in general, there aren't. So we'll move to the dominant seventh chords and its alterations and what scales we can play over that, because there's quite a few alterations we can do. And the first place we'll start is with the dominant seven sharp 11 chord, or the dominant seven flat five chord, right? So we had the major seven sharp 11 or flat five. Well, now we're doing the dominant seven sharp 11 flat five. So uh, that would be uh, well, if we're spelling it out just as a flat five chord, that would be uh, root third flat five flat seven. Okay, root third flat five flat seven, and that would sound like this. This is a total, you know, Thelonious Monk like to use this chord all the time. Okay, so it's that sound. Now, what do we play over top of this? Now, the most common basic way to approach this is the Lydian dominant. Okay, so we just talked about the Lydian scale, right? It's the same as the Lydian scale, except for we're adding a flat seven into it. Okay, so here's what it sounds like. That's that flat five right there. There's the flat seven. Okay, so... Right? You can hear all those sounds come out. Okay, so again, think Lydian, but add the flat seven instead of the major seven in that scale. So here's what it sounds like. All right, now the dominant seventh chord has the most alterations, and so you can add a flat nine, a sharp nine, a sharp 11 like we just went over, or a flat 13th to the chord. And sometimes composers, if they want you to add all of those or just some of those or whichever ones you want to choose, they'll just write a dominant seven alt chord, like a C7 alt chord, meaning altered, meaning you can alter some of those extensions in there. So whether it's a sharp nine... That's that Jimi Hendrix chord, or the flat nine, or the sharp 11, like we just went over, or the flat 13, also known as the dominant seventh sharp five, you can call it that as well. Then you can add these different scales over top. Now, the first one I want to go over is the altered scale, the altered scale. It's, uh, you know, very, it's very common. It's uh, essentially goes like this. You hear all those alter tones in there because it goes root, flat nine, flat three, or they call it the sharp nine if you want to think of it that way. And then it goes major three, then flat five, then sharp five, and then it goes flat seven and root, okay? See how it's hitting all those extensions there, and that's why that sound is coming out. So the altered scale is a really good go-to if you really want to hit all those altered sounds inside of a dominant seventh chord. So here it is over top of uh, with the piano. Now, 
Now, the last scale I want to go over today over chord uh, kind of hones on in on the dominant 7 flat 13 chord. So again, sounds like this. Has that flat 13 in the extension on the top. And so another option that you can use is the whole tone scale. And that's kind of like that, that scale that, you know, we associate with like, you know, on movies and cartoons and stuff. The dream scale sounds like this. And the reason we call it the whole tone scale is because it's all just whole steps. Okay, whole tones. The entire formula is whole step, whole step, whole step, whole step, whole step, whole step. Right? Okay, so with the piano, one last time. Right, so that's all we got for these. I hope this has helped you a little bit. It's it's can be helpful to have, you know, a, a list of scales to go with these different chords. Now, these are just some of them. There's a lot more we could do. We can superimpose different scales. I mean, chord scale theory can go really deep, really deep. And so these are just kind of the basic ones that you can use as a guide, as pitch collections to map out the notes that you can use over top of these different chords. Of course, at the end of the day, it's up to us to make them musical. But hopefully this episode has been a really great resource for you. And remember, you can go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 99. I'm gonna have a link to another post that where I list out all of these uh, these uh, scales over top of these chords so that can be very helpful for you. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me today. Hopefully this has been a helpful episode for you. I know it can be uh, just helpful to have all this stuff laid out for you sometimes. And so uh, hopefully this has been of help. Now, as I always ask, if you got some value at today's podcast episode, feel free to go to iTunes your or Stitcher, your favorite podcasting service. Leave a kind rating and review. Just helps other people find the show. That'd be greatly appreciated. Now, next week, I am so, so, so super excited. It's a big monumental moment. We are going to be celebrating episode 100 of the LGS podcast. And like I said in the intro, I'm going to bring on uh, my jazz mentor, a guy that like really means a lot to me, someone who really actually changed my life. And I don't say that lightly. He really did. Uh, and he has so much, so much value to bring to us in episode 100. I really don't want anybody to miss this episode. If there's ever an episode you shouldn't miss, it's this next one, episode 100. So be sure to tune back in next week, and I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.